from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children, a storytelling, world-building, character creation podcast where every week we take a prompt from a listener just like you. And you know what we do with that prompt, Aaron? No, tell me. I don't know. I don't know anything. Uh, we take that prompt, we buckle it in a little car seat, oh. and we hit the road and we, we, we explore the sights and sounds of the American Southwest. We visit the Grand Canyon. Ah. We, uh, you know, we really, I, I say the American Southwest, but really, like, we just we just go where the road takes us, and every yeah. single week we go on a magical road journey. Uh, there's some beautiful montage music that plays in the background. It's a lot of shots of us looking out over the desert, and the sun is setting, and it's all these beautiful shades of brown and red and purple and orange. And this over time, we kind of realize we have grown... As people, as our character prompt has grown into a character and into a story, I think we've all kind of learned a little bit about who we really were all along. And then we come back, but were we really, are we really the same people as we come back to our old lives? Oh my god. So you're telling me, basically, that we take uh, a fantasy child on a road trip, uh, we all grow, and then you and I, what, get a divorce? <laughs> No, we just come back to our lives, and we just, like, you know, it's like the end of a magical road trip. Like, we, we hug, and we say, like, we'll never forget this one magical summer. Oh. And then, like, sometimes, uh, sometimes we look out at, 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 the, at the, the summer sun, you know? We look out at the sunset, and we just think, yeah, that was a moment that we all shared. We should do that more often. We and should. we might never do that again, and that's what's beautiful about that moment. Damn. Okay. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, that was a better story than I'll be ever able to contribute to. <laughs> All right. Good. We're done. All right. Little, okay. Little SOBs will love that. Yeah. Little SOBs. <laughs> Jeffo, please. Jeffo, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. We left the microphones running. Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, no. Oh, no. The little SOBs. All right. So, Gabo aside. We have, have a prompt, prompt this week, Aaron? Week. Fuck yeah, we have a prompt this week, Jeff, you SOB. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the prompt this week is from uh, our Discord server. Uh, Discorder Junior Wizard Earthcube says, An ancient and powerful cosmic spirit, defeated and sealed away in prehistory. Twist, it was the good one. That is very interesting. That is super interesting, because I'm always into like... Ancient shit. Yeah, it's like a cool concept. I really, I, I love, I love like that sort of ancient prophecy, magical stuff. It's cool. So, do you have any initial thoughts? I have one. I have an initial image, like Hit in me. my head. Hit me. So, what I'm thinking of in our world of fantasy, when it was created by the five, you know, they had already created like a ton of worlds. You know, mm -hmm. the cosmic entities have already made, you know, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands, millions of planets and inhabited them with different things. Is this a super powerful being from a different planet that, like, stowed away onto this new rock, 
Like, as it was forming, imagine, like, the five are smashing rocks together, like, forming a ball, forming fantasy. And in, like, the smashing process, some creatures, like, pretty much, like, jumped on board and, like, tunneled into the rubble as it was forming. So, sure. like, it developed with them inside of it. Yeah, like a I think wonder that's ball. I, I love the idea that it's from a, a place either before or adjacent to reality. And yes. it is sort of just, uh, just is here now. Yes, because I think of it like, um, I, I like the, the Thor. I like Thor, sort of, how we, you know, he's a thunder god, but like he's just an alien, mm-hmm. you know, for all intents and Marvel purposes. He's just a fucking alien, not like a god. So I think of how this would be perceived in fantasy as like some primordial fucking Drake beneath the surface is just an alien. Yeah, I think that's cool. I really, I really dig that concept. Okay, so in ancient history, there's there has to be two then, right? Or does one initially come and a second one comes after hmm. to like chase it and hunt it? Hmm. I kind of I I I think if this is the I think there are two from the start. I like this because I think that they're in battle. Oh, and then the one uh loses, and then the other one thrives, and eventually, like, probably is the other spirit still around? I mm, depends, I guess, on what point in history. Maybe you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It could be. Uh, it could have been like hunted at some point in history, or like found. Um, okay, so we're saying it's in the planet. It's under like the planet. The planet's crust. They're mm-hmm. under there. So when the planets formed, they're in constant battle. Are they in constant battle? Yes, I think that mm-hmm. I think this is a. I think they are in constant battle until the evil spirit wins. Yes, and basically like traps the the other spirit. Ooh. Okay. 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 So we're talking prehistory. The Earth is young. There's not even any. There's no dwarves, elves, or beast people, right? Yeah. This is like very early primordial fantasy. Yeah. Um, and underground, like, is this in like a subterranean cave system? Like, we're basically in Undun. You know what I mean? Well, let me pitch two things to you because I'm kind of I, I'm I'm seeing some things shake out. Okay. Thinking about scale, what if? This battle, what if it's not one set time period? Because the scale of these two spirits, these two cosmic entities, is simply wider. Ooh. And so, like, when we describe one of them, when we describe this battle, it is from, like, when there's just an astral void that is forming into the world of fantasy to some point eons. Because in in the same way that, like, the lifespan of a mosquito... Yes. Oh, I get what you're saying. So this is a matter of cosmic perspective. Yeah. So for them, this battle has just been, it's been a constant, or it could have been like minutes. Yeah, this is just a battle between the two of them. One of them has triumphed, but in, but, but to the perspective of people watching, it has been thousands and and thousands of years. It has been like basically the observable spectrum of fantasy. You know what I mean? Were they battling before fantasy, and they just kind of like smashed into this world yes i absolutely i think so because i think the oh. other thing i want to pitch to you is taking a D concept that i'm fond of please is what if this is not on the world of fantasy per se but on an adjacent plane like the ethereal or astral or like psychic planes or something Ooh. oh no i love that do you want to just call it the cosmic plane yeah the cosmic plane oh, so there's this gosh. other space this other dimensional space 
that is adjacent to fantasy running running parallel to it yeah in which time and space move in which the the perspective of time and space is vastly drawn out are the two worlds connected in any way do they affect each other uh i think so but i think not tangibly no not tangibly but is it like their influences affect each other or like their energies affect each other in ways. Yeah, is I that, think that's I'm, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of what I'm getting at is like, did something bad happen in fantasy and that's why the good primordial spirit was defeated? You know, mm. was the power of the, we'll call it the negative one, enhanced somehow through these, through the connection of the planes and thus defeating the good one? Yeah, I think that's cool. Okay. So this is dope. So let's let's ring it in and let's make it a tiny bit smaller. Uh, do you want to roll for pronouns in the primordial spirits? Yeah. Okay. Then I'll give you... I put all my dice in a dice bag now, and so I get to do this, and I'm really excited. Uh, okay. So um, primordial spirit number... What is this, the bad one first? Yeah. Okay. So she is a bad primordial cosmic entity, which is also to be determined, like, perspective-wise. Right. And she is also, the good one is also, uh, she, he, she, uh, her. Okay. So we have dueling cosmic entities. Yeah. What are their names? Just so we can have a point of reference. Hmm. Something good. Um... Jeez, this is hard. Naming, like, entities is difficult. Hmm. Do they have a world that they're from? Or are these just, like, these are beings that soar the endless void? I I like the idea that, they, well, I think they are from the cosmic plane, which is a whole thing that was before fantasy and will be after fantasy. Oh, God, that's so good. In order to, to sort of justify the idea that eons of fantasy would be like within a reasonable lifespan of of like a fight you've got to picture like the scope of this like plane of existence and it's got to stretch hugely far in each direction so i think it predates fantasy and will post-date fantasy as a concept this otherworldly dimension okay because i was thinking astra and ether that's good. Yeah, that's real good. That's I'm cool with um, that. Yeah, like the astral plane and the eth- uh, ethereal plane. So like astra and ether, like yeah, ether, cool. essentially. Cool. Astra and ether. So ether is bad. Sure. Astra is good. Cool. What are they? Do we ever want to define it, or is it something that like you know we should leave up to like listeners' imagination? Because they can't. The serpents is like you know they're always the go to, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. They are formless beings. Okay. They take many shapes. Like, they take many shapes and forms and, like, they're almost, hmm. You know what would be cool? What? Kind of going off of the formless, uh, I, the formless beings idea. If they are sort of, like, shape-shifting amoeba. Ooh. And they take on the forms of other things as influenced by, like, the... Because we said there are influence, there are sort of like mental and and mystical influences between one plane and the other. Yes. So they are these formless amoeba, and then like they get 
basically impulses from these other worlds that are that are running parallel to the cosmic plane. So they take on the shape of serpents, or they take on the shape of, like, people, or they take on the shape of, like, a mountain and a hurricane, or, like, stuff like that. Like, they take on, they're just, like, an impulse comes, and this formless shape forms into a shape, and, like, that's sort of how the battle exists. I love it. It's sort of this constantly transforming, morphing, uh, cosmic battle influenced by the actions of the uh, beings in other planes. Yeah. Their energies reflect Astra and Aether's form. Right. That's dope. Okay, so what now? You know, do we just tell the story of Astra and Aether and how they came to blows? Or has it just always been this way? Hmm. You know? Which do you, which do you prefer? I don't know. I like a myth that has like, uh, you know, like oftentimes the myths are just personified concepts of like mm-hmm. gods and stuff. And it's always like, oh, this god doesn't like this god because of, you know, or. But I, I don't know if it's if it's necessary, though. I'm not sure. I, I kind of if it, I, I, that kind of gives me a thought of like, I kind of like the idea that they've always been in fighting. OK, I think that's an interesting cosmic idea of like, these are two entities that just oppose one another yes were there are they in balance each other because no because one wins right i don't think yeah i don't think they're in balance i think they are just two entities that exist and like fight for control basically okay you have just leveled this up a bit control of what though the cosmic plane you know is is it whoever okay if you control the cosmic plane Okay, right. Say it's good. You are mm-hmm. the herald. You are the lord of the cosmic plane. Can people are people tapping into your energy at that point, or are you exerting? If one of them, okay, so if one of them were to fall, right? Mm-hmm. If Astra defeated Ether and it was all good, could beings from other worlds tap into that? We'll call it positive energy, mm-hmm. and you know, and spread it through different dimensions. But if Astra won, can you tap into some kind of, like, chaotic negative energy and spread it outwards? You know what I mean? Is it someone who – this is – whoever wins pretty much gets influence over other realities. What I'm thinking is taking another cue from, like, old D&D stuff. I don't think it's necessarily good and evil. Okay. I think what it is is – because you mentioned chaos. I think it's order and chaos. I dig it. I love it. I think it's that, and they, and and so there is sort of a balance in play between the two, and but they are both sort of fighting for control of sort of the the multiverse, so to speak. Can you can you go a little deeper into what you mean by order and chaos, if that's possible? Not to put you on the spot. Yes, I can. Yes, I think I can. I'm not sure awesome. if I'm going to get it, but I think I can. Hey, you can try, and then we'll just go from there. I think that some there's something interesting about the idea that like both are if both if 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 either one is unopposed it's not a good thing. Yeah. Cuz I think that what it is is like chaos is creation, right? And it is it is it is the creation of things uncontrolled. Uncontrolled. Yeah, uncontrolled, unfettered, just like just like things are just being brought into being. Yeah, without thought, and I think, like, without any contemplation, there's, like, a sort of, um, a bad kind of unpredictability about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, 
Yeah, it's something that can't be controlled, not in a restraint way, but more in like an in, an intelligent way. And then order is sort of the containment of that, but like it is also the the cosmic uh, establishment of consequences. It is basically like yeah, it's actions and reactions, right? It is that things like, and it is sort of the opposite of chaos because it is sort of. If chaos is pure possibility, right? Yeah. If yeah, all yeah. if if chaos is the infinite possibility of things, order is the, the is the the restraining of that and the curtailing of possibility, but with and they both have positive and negative aspects. Chaos is the creation of things, order is the establishment of an order to things. Yeah, I, I, I dig this. I love this a lot because neither of these is good or bad. They're just, they just stand for sort of different things. So the sealing away of, uh, Astra, the order, you know, could technically be if chaos was sort of the defining characteristic of, let's say, the universe. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. It leaves a lot more room for improvisation, for impromptu creation, for more, People thinking sort of unrestrained or without consequence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It, that, and then I think the social aspect of like what the societies are creating in these worlds, like, you know, say in fantasy would be the factor that limits the chaos to not being destructive. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a super deep dive, but that's the road we're going down today. You know what I mean? Like, you you can't not have one without the other, but if the I think the world would balance itself out either way. Like, if Astra had one and everything was super order, you know what I mean? There would be some element of chaos imposed in the world through the people that dwell within it. I have a thought. Okay. It's going to go in some big, some big heady directions. Hey, that's fine. We got to reel this in, and I'm very excited yeah. about this. Um, go with me. Go with me I'm on excited. this. I'm um, excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. Ether and Astra are two entities at w who have just been at war since time immaterial. Okay. That is, the, the reasons for which are lost to any sort of record because they stretch back to a time before consciousness was a thing. Yep. There, there, there must have been human reasons for it at some point, but who knows? They oppose one another. They have been in battle in the cosmic plane for eons. Eons and eons. The two of them have battled and, like, worlds have formed and collapsed during their battle. Aether, the sister of chaos, wins. Triumphs. Traps the sister of the sister of law in the cosmic plane. Oh! No, they're in the cosmic plane, but she's, she's trapped and Astra bursts forth from the cosmic plane, fully empowered. Ooh. However, there is a cost... Astra bursts through the cosmic plane, but, like, is shattered upon her exiting the plane. She is shattered into five pieces. Stop it. That's so good. Oh, my God. That is so good. So you, what you're saying is these cosmic beings battled. You know, one triumphed over the other, locked them away, and upon entering what we'll call the... The material plane, yeah. The material... Uh, upon entering the material plane, 
was it was a it was fa- it failed basically and she shattered into five pieces which we now know is what the five yes five sentient beings you know five versions of her consciousness each uniquely possessed and inspired to create and to fill the cosmos and to fill space with thing and with life and with stuff and so collectively these 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 fragments of her consciousness form together or not form together but maybe not even maybe not even entirely like knowing that she was once one entity they congregate and form fantasy i am obsessed i'm obsessed it's so good okay so there's still a being though in the cosmic plane yes so Astra is still left, or Ether? Which one was it? Astra. <laughs> Astra is left behind in the in the cosmic plane. Yes. Is that what causes planar unrest in fantasy? Yeah. Is the lack of balance between the material and cosmic plane. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Or is that that's what imposes order on the material plane? We said if one isn't present, present. The one left behind who we thought would win in the cosmic plane would influence the material plane. Is that why fantasy is such a great place? Because the chaos is in the material plane, right? Mm -hmm. From ether. Yeah. And the order is in the cosmic plane influencing the material plane. So the sisters are still at balance. You know what I mean? The sisters Mm -hmm. have found some kind of homeostasis because one is influencing the other from outside of the window glass. Or even more so than that, they have found a balance because sometimes... All you really need is space. And so there's a balance achieved because, oh, yeah, that's my sister. I don't I don't like her, but, like, I don't see her because she lives on another plane. So it's fine. Like, okay, so does uh, the Order Spirit, Astra, know that Aether is now split into five? I don't think so. I think that I think that she's she's become trapped on cosmic on the cosmic plane and the cosmic plane sort of becomes this uh binding agent of the multiverse that like shapes things and like echoes out that sort of like that sort of like non-tangible like influence is felt throughout the multiverse in little ways as opposed to uh ether whose cosmic and chaotic sense is felt far more tangibly in fantasy but maybe not as tangibly anywhere else in the cosmos Okay, that is very good. Like, this is so good that two sisters waged in constant war for, you know, an incomprehensible amount of time. One was defeated and sealed away. The other broke into the material plane. What were they hoping to do? What was Ether hoping to do by transcending to the material plane? You know what I mean? What was the goal? I think it was conquest. I think it was, it was, I'm going to exert my will over this place in a way, in a, in a more tangible form than I've ever been able to do. And I won't be able to do that as long as I am in conflict or competition with Astra. I'm seeing it as like two entities reaching for the same uh, door, right? Mm-hmm. But constantly for a very long amount of time constantly getting in the way and slapping each other's hands away because both of them want to open it and step through. So as soon as one of them did, what was on the other side, I think, was unexpected Mm -hmm. and became 
unfortunately, not unfortunately, ended up being great, but unfortunately to Ether became five pieces of one person. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what? Is that it? That might be it. Well, and then the, the, the question then is, Astra exists on the cosmic plane. Yeah. What does that, what does that look like? Yeah. What does that presence look like in the cosmos? And what happens when Astra starts to become powerful enough to reach for that door? Oh, my. Yeah, does it ever happen? You know what I mean? Like, does that, is that ever a thing? Like, is, I know there's no, like, nega five, you know what I mean? Is that the cosmic endgame? Hmm. Eons and eons, like, is that the big crunch, as it were? Oh, that if both of them were to be in the material plane, what things would collapse? Well, Aether is the ley lines, right? Yeah, absolutely. Aether, the five, became the ley lines, they became the source of magic and fantasy. So, if Astra were to get through that door, there wouldn't necessarily be an Aether to directly oppose her. No. So, what I'm thinking is that, big picture, Yeah. when... Astra goes through that door, law being the containment, constriction, erasure of chaos, that might be the end of things. Oh. Like, this is, like, this is sort of a Big Bang, Big Crunch universe thing, where when the door opens again, everything is erased, and the only things left are Ether and Astra, and we start over. Ooh, so they cancel each other. They go back to war, or do they cancel each other out? Uh, they go back. Oh, that they gotta go. They go back to war because this is not the first time this has happened. Oh God, this is cyclical. Oh my God. Oh wait, wait. So can I ask you a question then? Yeah. Um, because we have established in our canon that if you get a relic, right? Like Big Jeremy, we said in theory is as powerful as one of the five because mm-hmm. they're imbued with like that great strength. Is this something where people who wield relics would have to fight uh, Astra, or is it something different? Or would the powers, like, drain away from the planet and uh, Aether would take form again? I think it's even bigger than that, because I think, like, time-wise, it would be so—it's on a scope beyond that. Like, Like, it is several degrees removed from that. But what I think there's a possibility of is if somebody were to hold all five artifacts— Yeah. Then maybe— there's a chance that if they had the understanding that ether could form. Oh, and that's not necessarily good. No, that's, that's not necessarily bad. a good thing. Yeah, that's, that's terrible because it would cause the end of days. And then the the opening of the door of Astra is the material plane is wiped clean. All that is left is Astra angry that she was imprisoned by ether. The two go to war. One of them punches through a door and... Who knows what happens then, but the cycle begins again. So, going all the way back, starting, hold on, this is the, I'm, I, I leave all this in, but this is, starting the cycle, so, rewinding the cycle. Yes. We said we don't know how the feud started, but now we do. Go on. They, they were at war, one of them punched through into what would become the cosmic plane, the other, maybe, uh, Astra- Punched through the door, creating the cosmic plane, which is this place of no things but impulses, reaction. So there's this cosmic place of, like, psionic energy, right? The cosmic plane. Yes. 
that is all impulses and reaction and, like, you know, you have the ability to change the laws of things because you exert your will on them. It is this whole space of, like, control and things like that. And then Astra punches through onto that plane. The two go to war. The cosmic plane is maybe even wiped out, like, maybe even all energy from the cosmic plane is wiped out. So Astra ends up trapped on this dead space. Yes. Like, what you're describing, like, this, you use the word, like, it's a cycle. So basically what you're telling me is that two beings constantly locked in war have over eternity, over the course of time itself, one has been back and forth defeating the other. The one who wins uh, crosses over planes, opens the door, splits into five, maybe, you know, breaks so, apart. Yeah, I think, I think the different thing, you know, there are yeah, changes that happen yes. every time. So, uh, if I may. Okay. Um, for example, they punch through onto the cosmic plane. Astra punches through onto the cosmic plane, which is this plane of just energy, and she loses her form. She becomes a formless being. So, uh, the things change every time this cycle, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Fundamental things change. So they, they punch through onto the cosmic plane. Suddenly they are these formless, these formless super beings of all different shapes and sizes. They punch through onto the material plane. Suddenly, Ether is five people and is now a planet of ley lines. Who knows what happens when they punch through onto the next cosmic space? Every time it's just the defeated one basically opening the door mm-hmm. and changing every and causing a restart. Maybe this is going to get silly. This is going to get silly and pretentious. And so I don't know if I want to go down this road. Hey, go down that road and then we can always decide to go back to the power of editing. Maybe when Astra punches through the door the next time, they open up a world where there is no magic or coolness or whatever, and Ether takes the form of a drawing on a cave wall, or a podcast, or Superman, and the music of Queen, and... Hey, that's not pretentious. That's kind of neat. It's a good place to end it. Yeah. Wow. That was a lot. We've never talked planes or dimensions before, and I hope you're still awake, listener. Jeff, that's super good. That was interesting. That was real interesting. That was real interesting. Our creation story, our real creation story of like the world, the kind of like the story of the universe we made is two sisters constantly locked in battle. One defeats the other, uh, crosses planes, transforms until the other one crosses to chase them. And then it resets and the cycle starts all over again, Mm -hmm. bouncing back and forth for all eternity, creating different worlds in their wake. Oh my god! Okay, that's very good, Jeff. Yep, I'm pretty solid. Pretty feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm feeling real good about that. Uh, thank you, Earth Cube. Holy shit! Like as much as I love silly prompts, like you know, like the the robot who can't stop farting. These where it's like something that I know that Earth Cube has put like a lot of thought into. Uh, and like has some opinions of their own or maybe has written a story about this themselves. These are the ones that I like. Oh my God, I lose my shit over these. So if you have a more serious prompt or like something uh, that you're writing yourself or anything like that, God, don't be, don't hesitate to send it over because I love them. We want to use them. They're good. There are a lot of ways you can do that. Uh, you can tweet at us (laughs) at all my fan at AMFC underscore podcast with the hashtag fantasy children. Yes, please. Uh, hey, I'm never, I'm never not on brand, Aaron. I know. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> hey, I am not. <laughs> uh, you can, like I said, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast with the hashtag fantasy children. 
You can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can also email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can also post them to our Discord, the link to which is pinned to our Twitter. Or you can post them to allmyfantasychildren.com on the content submission form. Yeah, do it up. Um, if you really love the show and you want to consider throwing some coinage our way, you can do that at uh, allmyfantasychildren, uh, patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Uh, the money helps pay for equipment costs and con appearances and hosting fees and just keeps us going. You know what I yep. mean? It's, yeah, it's a great way to show your love. And if you don't have the coinage, you can give us a lovely review on iTunes that helps us reach more listeners and, you know, get more people involved in the fun that we're having. You could give a social media shout out, scream about us on Twitter. You know, uh, I recently read something about, uh, being a passive fan of things and not telling people about the things you're really enjoying and really loving. And I'm actively going to be way better about telling people about the things that I genuinely enjoy and that are deserving of their time. And on that note, you should be listening to a podcast called Party of One Podcast. That is fine. It's all right. <laughs> uh, Party of One is a podcast that I do. It is an actual play RPG podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Uh, every week I sit down with the guest one-on-one and we play through a short, fun, self-contained RPG session. Uh, episodes range from all different tones and subject matter. You'll probably find something you love. You can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. Do you have a verbal hug this week? Hmm. I have like a lighthearted one. Go for it. Like it's like, it's like silly and light. Um, this week, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's getting tough out there. It's hard out there on a motherfucker. So... I want you this week to uh, eat one thing this week that genuinely makes you feel happy and good. I want you to find a fucking favorite food, something in that wheelhouse, eat it, take a moment to breathe, and enjoy something. Really, or just take a moment and really just take a breath and really enjoy something. Do something that makes you happy and don't feel guilt that you should be doing some work or that you should be out there getting some work done. Really take a second for yourself, do something that makes you happy, and just relish in the feeling that it gives you, whether it's listening to a podcast, watching TV, playing video games, eating something fucking incredible. Really take a guilt-free moment for yourself and fucking enjoy something. There are so few joys out there. You know, it's hard. So really take a moment to just feel good and really welcome that feeling in, because there's nothing fucking wrong with that. God damn it! Also, while you're doing, like, I, I, I would also, I also have a suggestion for you. Um, reach out to someone in the next few days that you, that you care about. Maybe they're a friend, maybe they're a family member. Maybe, you know, maybe you've never met them. Maybe, it, maybe it's in person. Maybe it's over Twitter. Maybe it's a Discord message. Just tell them that you appreciate them. Just send them, just say, an, uh, tell them a thing that you like about them. Just because... Sometimes, sometimes you might not realize how much, uh, an unprompted message of, hey, I like you, and hey, I like this about you, and I've noticed this about you, and I, 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 you are a person, and you are a person that I think about. Sometimes you might not realize how much that can impact someone. So take a moment for yourself, and then... Take a moment to show someone else that you that you think about them and that, that they are someone that matters to you. Because I think that 
often has an impact beyond which you you might not even see the full impact of that. But sometimes that's really important. And I think that sometimes it go we, we let it go by the wayside, and we shouldn't, but sometimes we do. And I think that I'd like for you to take a moment to not let it go by the wayside. Damn. That was very good, Jeff. That was beautiful. Thank you. So, got anything else, or is that it? I think that's pretty much it. Wow. All right. right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us for the last 46 or so minutes. I don't know how what this time what how much time this is going to be edited down to, but uh, oh man, what are we at? Forty six minutes? minutes. Oh minutes. god, this episode's probably going to get chopped into like forty. Uh, <laughs> All it. <laughs> and until next time, good night and good, good game. game.